0: Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. My role as the pastor is to help make you all look like biblical scholars at your cocktail parties. And today's second reading, Paul's letter to his friend Philemon, is the shortest of all the epistles. It's only 25 verses. In the Bible, all of Paul's letters in the Bible are listed from the largest, the longest letter to the shortest. Romans is the very first one and goes all the way down by size to the shortest one, Philemon. So you'll look just as smart as Father Andre, our biblical scholar, at your next cocktail party. This letter is chosen as part of the Bible, which is interesting. It's a personal letter from Paul to his friend Philemon. Philemon was converted to Christianity by St. Paul. At that time, in the ancient Mediterranean world, slavery was very common, and Philemon owned slaves. One in particular is named Onesimus, a name that means useful, one who is useful. Onesimus runs away from Philemon and goes towards Paul knowing that his master has affinity and affection for St. Paul while he is in prison. And so when he goes there, Paul would like to use him in his mission, but decides to send the slave Onesimus back, who happens to be baptized into the ways of Jesus Christ, being a Christian. But in the letter, he reminds Philemon that yes... He is a runaway slave. That's the culture. Paul doesn't seem to attack it all right now. It really isn't until the 19th century that we began to see in humanity that slavery is immoral. But he does something, not so much with the entire culture, but a transformation in Philemon's minds and hearts. He says, By law you have every right to beat him for being a runaway slave. But I ask you, to see him and accept him when he returns to you as a brother. And this is what he reminds him. You are now not master and slave, but because both of you are baptized into Christ Jesus, you become brothers to one another. Paul believes that there is freedom when one is baptized into Christ. And even though the cultural mindset for Philemon is to still keep him as a slave, Paul is reminding him that Christ offers true freedom. We don't know exactly what happened. And we know that the cultural mindset is going to continue to encourage Philemon to still have slaves and to treat Onesimus as a slave. But yet Paul is encouraging him. To remember, freedom is in Christ Jesus. Today's gospel does not sound like a lot of freedom. In fact, to be a disciple means that you are going to be totally committed and have no say and can't live in freedom. What is Luke talking about when he says to hate your mother and father and your relatives and friends and even your own life? And then in the end, he says, you need to renounce all possessions as well if you're going to be serious. That doesn't sound like freedom. That sounds like stupidity. I can't tell you how many Catholics around the world this weekend will say, yeah, right, Jesus, I'd like you to pay my bills. I need to have security. I need to know where our next meal is going to be at. Where is responsible? What are you talking about? It sounds awful. And yet, there is something of a mystery of freedom in following Jesus. Let's take a look at the word hate that is used in the ancient Mediterranean world. Probably the best form of translation for us today is the word prefer. I prefer the family of Jesus over my own family being first my own mother and father, my relatives. And Jesus is inviting us to be part of a family where there's true freedom. You see, in the Middle Eastern culture, family meant control. Marriage was arranged for economic reasons. It was tightly controlled about what, who you were and what you are. You stayed in your lane. You are who you said you are, and you have no other freedom as well. It's tight and tightly controlled. There's no freedom in that, but you don't know any better. That's the way it's always been. That's how you live. That's how you survive, economically and socially as well. Nobody sits around and says, let's be a free family. That's unthinkable. And yet Jesus is offering something that's mysterious that if you let go of that control, there is a freedom that's unlike any other in being a disciple. How about the freedom from being over-occupied with possession? I'd like to let you know that slavery is alive and well in Scottsdale. Slavery is alive and well in Scottsdale, and in our country, and yes, even in the world. It's not about the amount of possessions or money you have, but one becomes so preoccupied that Jesus is no longer the priority. You know, the last time I checked, and this might hurt some people, but I think you can figure this out, how to be a better disciple. But I'm going to trust that you'll understand this. The last time I checked, Phoenix is number five in population. Isn't that right? Yes or no? Yeah, a lot of people here. But yet some reason, when parents raise their kids, they have to go to tournaments to play teams in Las Vegas, in San Diego, in Colorado. There's no other teams in Phoenix? You know, there was a baseball player at Sunny Slope where I coach at a few years ago, he wanted to be a catcher, among everything else, and you know, he was pretty good. He played one year of football, and I really liked him a lot. And I happened to see him on campus another year, and I said, Ryan, how you doing? Doing fine, coach. I said, what would you do? What, what, what are you doing? He says, I want to be a catcher in college, and I'm working hard at it. Well, what'd you do this weekend? I played, over the weekend, seven baseball games. Seven. how does one have time for the Lord? There's something happening in our society where less and less people see revelance about community, about worshiping God. We just have to look around. And St. Patrick's is not immune to that. And Jesus is reminding us that possessions, our lives, we have to prefer the life of discipleship. But it seems so confining That we have to renounce over-occupation with possessions? That we can't put our family first? That sounds awful. And yet, I'm going to offer you an example that all of you can relate to. And it's called marriage. Anybody married or been married here? You know, last night, we blessed six engaged couples at mass last night. I don't know about you, but I'll never marry because I want to be tied down. (laughs) I love my freedom. I love deciding what I'm going to do because tonight I know I'm watching ESPN and no wife's going to tell me, you can't do that, or kids are going to say, ah! What is it about people such as you who are made the decision to marry but also still rejoice at your children and grandchildren and family members and other friends who get married? You seem so happy for them. At least I hope you do. huh? Yeah. And it's a life that is so confining, so giving up freedom, that to other people, It's the craziest thing to do, and yet you still want to get married, whether it's through the church or civilly. Almost all of you either are married or have been married. Something has happened in your life that you say, I love someone so much that I'm willing to live my life differently. And there is great joy in not being alone, but to be with someone to grow old together with. Doesn't mean it's easy. But there's also great joy in bringing life, not only children, but the life of transformation, the life that is life-giving, that breathes life into your partner and to other people in the community. You are a gift to the world in married love. Doesn't mean it's perfect or always correct, but you are that model that something that's happened in your life, that you went before the clergy, the community or the justice, the peace, wherever you're married at, you have decided to say, I love this person, that I'm willing to lessen my so-called freedom to be trapped. But once you live it, hopefully you don't feel trapped. No, it's love. Doesn't it work the same thing with God? You can't be a disciple unless you love God first. I don't know if you knew this, but I I witness weddings for a living. (laughs) And I see a lot of couples there. And I tell you, it's a mystery that they're willing to lay down their life for another person. That's the most beautiful thing of love. They have no idea what they're doing. But they're willing to do it. And I think the same thing happens with God. If we don't love God first, then tournaments, life, possessions, relationships become then our false gods, meaning that they become our all-in, and there's no room for discipleship. And so Jesus says, hate your relationships and hate your possessions. Prefer freedom. Slavery is alive and well in Scottsdale. The problem is they don't know it. Just as the ancient Mediterranean world, families control them. We don't know any better. It's always been that way. And Jesus says prefer my family there's true freedom thank you for listening to the st patrick catholic community homily podcast we are christian disciples in mission